about this. You play for this. No matter what level you're at, you play for championship. Wake up, wake up. What up, what up, what up, fine people here on this Fearless Friday. We are definitely going to be fearless. Special guest is joining us for the morning portion of this show. First half hour of this show. Matt McChesney's going to jump in here. We're going to talk about this fucking horrific performance on Amazon Prime. So much to dive into this morning. Uh, quote of the day. Let me get you the quote of the day. Get you guys on the right foot. Uh, right on the ticker on the bottom. The greater the obstacle, the more glory in overcoming it. Just understand that shit, man. If it was easy, we'd all have the winning lotto fucking t- ticket numbers. That's what I break it down as. If it was fucking easy, everybody would have the winning lotto numbers, man. So we're going to get this thing going. Um, with no further ado, we're in the Wake Up Show right here. Brought to you by Bet Online and Canadip CBD. Both of them. Uh, we do have a new sponsor, by the way, for next week. Uh, for the for the for both shows, and uh, if you've ever watched Pat McAfee's show, and if you ever watch uh, his great uh, videos, they do Roman, which is another ED uh, subscription pill. Roman is going to be a new proud sponsor of the Coach JB Show, so make sure you guys get all that shit. Get your little wee wee's hard if you guys all have little issues. So without further ado, let's get Matt right in here. Matt, good morning, brother. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Wake up. Wake up. We got our coffee. We got football. You can't beat it. Um, uh-oh. Um, can't beat it, man. Uh, I don't know where to even begin at. I don't know where to start. Uh, I know I got you for 30 minutes or so. I know you got to take the kids. Uh, appreciate you coming in on this fine Friday. By the way, hey, next Monday morning, we start, Matt, Matt and myself start this wake up show uh, every morning. Uh, Matt will be with us for the majority of the morning, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and half the show on Thursdays and Fridays. So make sure you understand this is going to be the lit, most lit football talk sh- morning show in America. Um, 100%. I don't know where to even begin, dog. It feels like I want to have awkward silence. Last night was, I felt like I was at a funeral. For like the majority All of right. it, like it, Be- it felt before like, we even it talk like about watching- it, Here, before we even talk about it, I have a video to show you that I love when this man comes forward and speaks some shit that he says because <laughs> he has said things about defenses being um, kind of in a disadvantage because offensive football is so bad, and which I agree in. And then he and then he says it's unfair to defense when when offense is so bad and we, and we get targeting calls and we get these things. He's come out before and then last la- yesterday he's come out and said this. A lot of teams that are two and two. I think there's a lot of bad football from what I watch. You know, <laughs> I watch a lot of bad football, a lot of yeah, poor quality of football. That's what I see. Tom, obviously you don't want to throw fifty times. Poor quality no, I mean, of football. 
But Matt, it is everywhere, dog. College, football, high school, NFL. Have we really just seen the implosion from what we think starts down at the youth level with LeGarrette Blunt and motherfuckers shooting kids and people and I mean, dog, football is referees don't want a referee. We're we're losing participation across America as far as football. Uh Junior colleges in California can't even fill teams this week, from what I'm hearing. Yeah, like it's bad. It's bad. And look, I think that it it starts at the youth level. I'm a 12 year old coach, and I mean, shit, man. I played in the NFL for six years on both sides of the ball, and the the things that I have to put up with and listen to from parents, I'm like, well, I didn't know I was babysitting your kid today. I thought we were coaching. Um, so I can only imagine how bad it gets in high school, and I know how bad it is in college where, you know, like all these coaches getting fired in the middle of the year. These kids are already in the transfer portal, and they're not even there yet, but they're mentally there. They think that it's the grass is greener, and it's not. In the NFL, what what I what I'm watching right now, and even for Kirk Herbstreit last night to come out and say the the whole month of September is the preseason. If this is the way the NFL is going to do business, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to get as engaged. I'm not going to care as much as I have in the past because I was under the impression that every rep and every play and every regular season game meant something. At least that's what I was told through all the crazy-ass people that were in the NFL before me that, like, it meant something every day. I know that sounds crazy to everybody now where every game means something, but, you know – it's okay to drop games that you're not supposed to win or, or that you're supposed to win. Fuck it, right? Last night was a, a funeral. It was Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson's joint funeral together on national TV. And it was uh, – I'm not even going to sit here and blame – look, the coaching on, on the Broncos' side was atrocious. I don't think the coaching on the Colts' side was bad. I think Matt Ryan is just toast. I don't think he can play anymore. Fuck. But – there was, I mean, let's just start with the quarterback play alone. Ryan looked like he was shot putting the ball half the time. And Russell Wilson looked like he didn't know he was what he was doing 75%, 80% of the time. On top of the fact that he was missing wide-ass, he missed wide-ass open seam route on that 13 personnel with the tight end, threw it on his outside shoulder instead of his inside. He hits him on the inside, he's still running. I mean, that guy's fucking running to the East Coast. Hey, before we get into this, this the play of the game, let me ask you something, man. I got an interesting text message from a, a high, a pretty much hierarchy of a, of a person that's coaching in the league right now. Can't say his name. You probably know him. He thinks, dog, he has a very interesting take. He thinks, JB, I agree with you. Every video, I watch your videos, and I, I'm sitting there watching it from my wife's account because I don't have a Twitter, obviously, for obvious reasons. And he's like, I'm sitting there laughing my ass off, but I'm sitting there telling my wife how fucking true all the shit you're saying is, and, and even though you come across how you say it, it's funny. He goes, but let me ask you something, dog. Do you think, dra-? he asked me this, do you, re- do you think fantasy football has caused something that we don't think about? And quarterback play and football has become the worst we've ever seen it because motherfuckers are trying to get fucking money, DraftKings, FanDuel, trying to come up with their points uh, for various people. How do you know? I'm not going to be into conspiracies, and I don't believe in it. I don't believe in it. I think, I think it's impossible to bet 
and shave points in the NFL. I think you agree with me. It's in fucking impossible. But as a player, but is there I, a way? I don't, I don't know if, if that left tackle last night was, if the left tackle last night was in someone's pocket. I mean, he he got five holding penalties and jumped off sides twice. Hey, that, hey, let, let, let me ask you this though: like you, he brought up a point, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. He, what if he made a deal with fucking Sierra's mob fucking family? I mean, just he's just like, dog, because I've never seen Russell Wilson look this bad. And, and, and it's, it's almost like you have to go conspiracy theory route, right? Like, how can you be this bad? You've never, both guys, Matt, I thought when Matt Ryan went to the Colts, I was like, okay, that is perfect. Like, he's the perfect fit for this offense. He's, they're going to hand the ball off. He's going to throw play action. He's got a great offensive line in front of him. They can't run the ball. They have no play action game, and the offensive line is trash. I mean, they are fucking terrible. They cannot block a soul. Denver, I mean, the, the Broncos have put themselves in a position. Here, this is how bad it is in Denver. I know this is very subtle, and very, I'm, very few people have seen this. I doubt anybody talks about it today other than us. Last night at the end of the first half, okay, the Washington rookie, number 12 for Denver, is back returning the kickoff, okay? They kick the ball off, the Colts do, after they kick a field goal. It's uh, dude's offsides, right? So they're like uh, five yards, he's offside. And instead of just taking the ball five yards and taking the knee and going in or running a draw play, fucking Buddy Hackett, fucking this guy, parades the kickoff return team back out there. And the first thing I do is look at my son and go, He's going to fumble the fucking ball. Watch. You do not tempt fate like this. You don't tempt football fate like this. Just take a fucking knee and go into the locker room. You're not going to make a play. And what happened on the next play? They kicked it off. Washington was trying to make a play. And the dude ran around the back and punched the ball out. And he just fortuitously jumped on it. There were three fumbles last night that the Broncos had that they that they recovered. So I think that the coaching has put them in a very, very bad situation. Because... Russell, regardless of how he felt about Pete Carroll, he always had veteran coaches at the head coaching position and veteran offensive coordinators that he could walk off the field and go, hey, I really need some help. What do we do here? And now he's got fucking Hackett, and this guy can't hack it. He is bad. He is one of the worst head coaches I've seen in recent history, man. And his his calls are bad. His play calling is terrible. He has no pace to his game whatsoever. They are leading the league in three and outs. Right. The pass protection is horrendous. I mean, it is. It's bad. Jay, Jay I've it's never seen Russell bad. Wilson look like an amateur before, and he looks bad. He does. Let, let, let's flip the strip to coach. Me and you are coaching together. We're the coaches of this roster and this team. we got to figure it out. Now, right. let me break it down for the novice, and let me play devil's advocate. I was an outside coach looking in on last night's game. Now, Gus Bradley's the defensive coordinator, I believe, for the Colts. Yes, good He one. was the D.C. for the Seahawks during the entire time Russell Wilson was there. Yes. I believe he could have implemented some things where he attacks Russell's weaknesses, and I could see it last night 100%. knowing I'm going to keep Russell in the pocket, make his not-so-tall statured ass make some decisions and tough throws. And you saw Russell throw some th three-quarter balls. He threw some sidearm balls because he's unsure because he was stuck in the pocket. And I had, I had, I've had some, some pretty good quarterback guys on my show, former NFL guys, Sean Salisbury and 
couple other guys, uh, Sean King, and they're like, dog, why is all of a sudden he stopped using his feet whatsoever? Like, he's not using his feet at all. Like, he thinks he's Tom Brady now. And so I guess as a coach and playing devil's advocate, do you think Gus Bradley played an effect last night trying to scheme him a little? Yeah, I think Gus Bradley, one thing that a lot of people didn't notice last night is how much they moved DeForest Buckner. Like, DeForest Buckner wasn't just an overfront all night. He was in an over. He was an under. He was a four-eye. He was a nose tackle. They had him standing up on one of the one of the clips where they wrapped a TE on the backside and wrapped him around the frontside B-gap. And he was murdering the interior offensive line for the Broncos last night, just destroying them. So that doesn't help when you have face pressure and you're 5'10". Um, but, I, look, I think Russell's out of shape, bro. I think Russ, I think that the entire Bronco team, again, like I I was at training camp damn near every day watching them not do shit. They didn't practice at all. They didn't do nine on seven. I didn't see a pass rush. They didn't do fucking, they didn't do double team drills. They didn't do shit. They were out there in fucking in hoodies and, and jerseys acting like they just, like they're at the Pro Bowl or it's the week before the Super Bowl or some shit and they're just going to go play one game. I mean, it was a huge red flag at that point. I personally think that Russell is carrying 10 to 15 pounds he doesn't need to carry. I think he's got some of that fucking Sierra weight on him right now where, you know, that home cooking and that, you know, that Roman pills working at the house and everything's good and maybe he can put on some of that daddy weight. And his feet are slow. And (laughs) come to think of it, the radio stations out here the other day were talking about Russell looking fat. I mean, he looks like a chipmunk in his helmet. Like, his his face is, like, smashed together. And I know what that's like because I'm an offensive lineman. So, I mean, you can't spell a line without fat, and that's what we do. So I know when someone's fat, okay? And I'm not I'm not trying to shame the guy, so get off that get off that post. But I, if I were to say anything to Russell right now would be, I need you to get in shape mentally and physically like you're still a rookie, bro. You walked in here with this. The more that I see him on TV doing commercials and he can't complete 100 yards worth of passing and a half and we can't fucking score a touchdown, does everyone understand last night that we watched an NFL football game with no touchdowns? None? Like, that's not acceptable with two guys who have won the MVP. All right, here's a segue to that. There's so much to dive into here because we paid this man $250 million. It's, it's crazy to me that we're paying these guys so much. And, and, and I... I I've said it. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Michael Lombardi on the show on Monday morning with me and you, and and we're gonna have him for a few minutes. And and he's a big time guy that knows. Been a GM twice in the NFL. He's gonna break it down. And he's kind of like us. Like the quarterback play is atrocious. I don't understand it. I'm starting to look into conspiracies. Last night the Colts beat the Broncos, of course, in overtime, twelve to nine. On my show, I said the game will be a nine six game. <clears throat> um, yesterday. The game included seven field goals, no touchdowns. It also had four interceptions and six fumbles. Let me, I, there's so much to get into. I got to ask you. First series, Hines gets a concussion. I'm watching the hit. I kept rewinding it, even though Amazon... Amazon's another discussion I want to have with you. Oh, uh, my God. It's terrible. Okay, so it's not just me. Okay, so uh, Hines gets hit. Basically on the side, he doesn't take a headshot. He gets hit on the side. He lands on his hip, concussed. And I'm sitting there just like, 
Well, what in the fuck? Why are we having these hits that me and you used to bounce up from and laugh about now are becoming concussion fucking uh, blows? I- I'm just confused on what I'm watching, man. I just have never seen anything like it. And I just, I wish we could break this down throughout the weeks ahead because I would love to dive into certain segments that we're going to cut this into. I don't know why the injuries are at an all-time high. I do believe because we're out of shape, that's number one component. I do believe we don't work hard at all because of the bag that we're getting before we have to show any worth or prove any worth. So let me ask you this, Matt. If I gave you $100 million and I said, I'll see you in July, the the professionalism that it's going to take for me and you to focus on football and not go to Dubai and go fuck something is going to be very, (laughs) very hard, right? Like, we have to really be professional, I mean, I, I look at it like this. What happened to the days of the, the bad motherfucker that could do both? I, I don't know. That's what we used to like, do. Work what, hard, play hard, happened, dog. Like, I, I play with some fucking savages now. I play with John Abraham. And John John Abraham's 140 sacks and should be in the Hall of Fame already. And the big cat didn't fuck around now. The big cat's out Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night hunting. And he's, he's the first one there and the last one to leave. And he may smell like a bar, but he's ready to fucking rock. Like it's a bar fight at practice, and he's bringing it. So, you know, I, I played with some dudes that, that could go out and fucking party now. And I'm not saying that I was the most tame dude myself, but I always made a point to get out of bed and go to work. And I, I personally think it's the other way around, Jay. I think that these guys aren't doing enough that to like to 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 take the edge off personally i think that russell wilson is so caught up in perfect diet perfect wife perfect life perfect house perfect this perfect that perfect smile perfect haircut that if everything's supposed to be perfect like that well nothing is look at tom brady and his perfect life it's all a sham giselle giselle doesn't really love football she likes money she just wants him around so she can tell him to take the fucking kids to the park so she can go drink wine and shit or something. She doesn't really want, she doesn't care that he plays football. She just wants somebody in the house that she can bitch at. So, and he's not taking it. So he's like, nah, I'm out of here. I'm going to play. And, and I don't know how I feel about that. But I'll tell you this. Anybody who has this illusion that their life is perfect on the outside, that shit's in a fucking illusion. And Russell Wilson has brought this illusion to Denver. And I don't think Matt Ryan took it to the Colts. They only gave up a third rounder for him. That was a shot in the dark. It, and we'll see if it works out. I don't know. They won last night. But this Russell Wilson thing, $250 million bucks, plus the, the branding and the subway commercials and Sierra and all this other stuff, I think Russell's trying too hard to be this like perfect example of an athlete and just needs to be himself. Like I'd rather see Russ than Russell. Like, I want to see this Russ guy. Where's the, like, grungy Russ dude from Seattle that'll get dirty and likes a good defense and wants to run the ball and win games? Uh, this uh, this Russell guy who just wants to throw it every play and, like, has a driver and, like, is married to a superstar arm beast. Like, it, it just, eh, I don't know. I, I don't think Russell Wilson's very approachable. But if you're if you're a if you're a guy in that locker room, can you walk up and fuck with Russ and, like, make fun of him and joke with him like he's your teammate? Not a shot in hell. No, that, that's my point, though. Like, that's why I kind of go back to what you're saying. Like, that's why I won't go back to what I originally said. Like, 
Dog, we used to live in shacks on purpose. Like, we wanted to live rough so we could earn what we were going to get. These motherfuckers yep. are having it handed to them, and they're like, they're like, fuck, dog. I just, I, I, I just, I'm already got it. Why do I need to be hungry anymore? I got it. I got the bag. I got the house. I got the bitch. I got the car. Like, we're not earning it no more. Like, dog, give this motherfucker half. If you earn your half, then we'll give you the other 250. Like, I don't understand why these contracts aren't incentivized based on upfront money this, and you get this if you complete XYZ. You got to win us fucking 12 games. You got to get us into two playoff games or something. We used to have that in the, in the arena football league. I thought it was something that that was was beneficial. Like, put it, on, put it on us. Put it on us. Yeah, motor, like, look at Garoppolo's contract this year. He signed a six million dollar deal, but then he makes another like ten or twelve million off incentives alone, and he's out there playing his balls off, trying to like figure it out. Right? He may not be perfect, but he's, at least he's playing hard. He looks like he's got urgency on his face, like he wants to do it. Last night, Matt Ryan and and especially Russell Wilson looked like they were panicking. Like Russell Wilson looked panicked. Russell fucking Wilson of all people. Look panicked in an NFL football game, bro. Let, let, I, let's just, show this. I, I got you for about ten so minutes. So dumbfounded. I I, I want to show this for uh, with the fine folks. Now I want to get into something before we break it down. I want to I want to play devil's advocate here, and I want to make sure all these fucking novice Twitter gurus understand something first. As you know as well, we see the wide open guy. Everybody sees the wide open guy. And 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 I want to play I want to play devil's advocate and everything before we get into this play because understand something that when you're a coach and you understand protection and offensive line play and schematics and formationally strength uh, strengths and and where we're looking for schematically, we have no idea. Myself, Matt Nobody out there other than all the fucking media naysayers and know-it-alls that we don't know that the scheme ain't going to the left and Russell Wilson's being told the left is where we're at and everything's going to come to your face based on read progression. We don't yep. know that. It's very, it's very, very odd that a guy raises up with a formation strength to the left and just throws to the right, okay? I just want to be clear. Now... Now I'll be now I'm gonna be the hard guy and play devil's advocate as far as what the coverage is and get into what me and Matt will break this down. But we obviously see the wide open guy. Everybody in America wants to talk about that. But clearly they're running some type of option route concept to the left. It's probably a one-on-one matchup that they do have, by the way. So if you look right over Wilson, he is in a one-on-one matchup. The and safety has cheated to too, that so side. That's, that's a win. That's a win. That's a win. On the top on the top of the screen there, he's in an option route concept looking play. He has an option. He can run it in, he can run it out. That's a win in the NFL if that's Tim Patrick. So he's not there. So you get where I'm going. Maybe there's some issues there. We don't know. But he makes 250. I'm hearing Matt, everybody on the fucking panel. Richard Sherman, who has a personal beef with them and got guy I coach, so I understand Richard. But run the football. But then we said that, Matt, two weeks ago when, uh, when we were talking about, um, who was it? Uh, Kyler Murray, $250 million, and we ran the football, and we are saying, why isn't he throwing the football? He's worth 250 So which one is it? Do we run the football, or do we throw with the guy worth 250 
So, like, well, the media can't make up their mind. Count, right? huh? It's got to be on the quarterback to count that. And look, yes. Is this the, the Gilmore pick? No, this is the last play of the game on fourth down that he missed the slant wide open. Right, okay, okay. So this is this is the miss. So the, the Gilmore pick is even more atrocious than this. But yes, yes, his backside read is wide-ass open. No one's debating that. He is looking frontside first. No one's debating that either. Should they call a run? Again, Richard Sherman is, is like, mind-fucked by Marshawn Lynch not getting the ball. Yes, exactly. So He's I'm a DB, not, I'm not going to say that they should run the ball or they shouldn't. If, if they couldn't run the ball all night, they were getting dick worth of yardage. Melvin Gordon is a fumbling machine, and DeForest Buckner was eating the interior offensive lineman alive. So if he knows it's coming on fourth and one, I, I don't know if we're if I trust us to get that. But I, I do trust Russ to at least move his feet and get out of the side of the pocket and get a yard. That's for damn sure. So I, I'm more concerned with the types of plays that they're running for Russell and the fact that he's not on the edge and he's not scrambling and there's no real you know, read option. The only read option I've seen is on the goal line last week against the Raiders and they scored a touchdown. So... It's uh, when you need to get a yard or you need to get six and he fails in back-to-back, you know, opportunities on top of the fact that they fail. I don't know how many three and outs they had last night, but it was a fucking lot coming off of, you know, the last home game they had against San Francisco. They punted the ball 11 times or some shit. So that punter is getting some work. I'll tell you that. Maybe they should give him the $254 million. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking at this. They're free releasing the back out of 10 personnel. Gordon's going right there over the middle, and he's going to spot up or he's going to run some type of route concept. We'll watch what he runs, actually. Okay, he runs a crosser. So this is that mesh concept yep. with all involved. So this is a mesh concept with the back coming out, leaking over a hide route, looking over the center. He's going to cross with the guy inevitably that they miss. So... This is a slow-developing play for all you novices out there. So you understand the running back's leaking out of the backfield and running a crossing route. So in my opinion, as a quarterback and a coach, Russell is waiting for that mesh right there to continue. Yeah, you know what I mean? But but you know as I know, Matt, me and you are are getting coached up, and if we're coaching Russ, I'm sure this play is designed for Russ to wait for the back and the guy that he misses wide open to cross. Yeah, for the mess point to open. Right, right there, there, right there. So, so Russ, the ball should be there right there. Huh? The ball should, right when that guy runs off the hip, the ball should be there. So what's holding him back, in your opinion? Well, I think that the sk- the scheme and the coaching, I put it on the coach, but I think the scheme is developing. He's supposed to be left here because of the one high safety look that's cheated to the right. I'm thinking he's, he's selling that safety and moving him with his eyes to the left that and anything, I think that if we, if just me playing devil's advocate now, I I would bet dollars to dimes that the route that is wide open is a get open right now route and not the route that is designed to be ran. I I agree with that. The, so the, I bet you, I bet you dollars to dimes, right Matt, where nobody wants to talk about that motherfucker that's wide open ran what we in the in the in the hood we call something. I'm not going to say it here, but he ran an over. He was supposed to be running an over with the back, 
And he makes a get open right now route. And he fucks Russell because Russell's probably like, well, you're not supposed to be running a slant. You're supposed to be running a fucking over route. And it's going to take time and it's going to come to my face. Now you're running a slant and America thinks you're wide open when you're not even supposed to be fucking running a slant. And Russell's manipulating the safety to the left, which he does here. See, the safety cheats right there. And now I bet you Russell's looking to throw the crosser in this zone. The O-line's doing a great job here on their 5-0 look. This, the Colts did this a ton last night where they would stand up Buckner as a spinner and they try to get one-on-one, and they hold up. Everybody's held up there. So, I mean, this is a miss. There's no doubt. This is a this is a blatant miss to win the football game. And, and, that, and, that sucks. and, and, and the reason I say he ran the wrong route, look at right now what's happening. Both yeah, look, guys. Everybody's in the same area. They're all in the, the same, same area. area. And I can tell you that the guy that's wide open who threw the helmet is usually the shit bird motherfucker that don't listen and doesn't do the right thing. Even though he was open, he's probably ran the wrong route based on what I see right now, and everyone's in the same area. So, they did this twice last night too, bro. If you remember that Sutton catch with Washington, they were they, those two were fighting over the ball deep down the seam. Like, both of you shouldn't be in the same area. What the fuck are we doing? This is happening multiple times. There's a party back in the back in the in the end zone right here with these guys. That's not good. This is a – God, this is a bad look. I haven't seen this look. This is even worse. That's Holy why – now that's why I'm taking a little bit of onus off of Russ on this because of all that right there. There's no way in the NFL in the red zone are you three guys no. supposed to be together. Absolutely. So, we got that problem. And the other problem I have is Russell's mechanics. Like, like he does look ass-heavy, all right? Quarterback-wise, he looks like, you know, a guy that's running triple option in college. He's ass-heavy like he as a quarterback. Like he's yeah, we don't want ass-heavy quarterbacks, number one. It slows our hips. It slows our feet. Now, if we're, we're ass-heavy, that right there is unbelievably bad. I've never seen Russell's Terrible. mechanics look that bad. I mean, on the on on the throw, there's. I put up a video last night where he literally goes. Matt, this motherfucker's like, throwing like this. Dance and flips his hips. It's awful. Like, I mean, I don't understand. This is like a what is he on a beach throwing a Nerf ball? And he's like, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, look at it, me. yeah. It's like it's fucking bad, man. It is bad <laughs> football. I, I I don't know. I think this is a bad look. I, I you know, the co- the coach needs to go, dog. I'm just gonna say it four weeks in. If I'm if I'm the head of Walmart and I just bought this franchise and I got all this dough and I'm watching my two hundred and fifty million dollar investment get away with these kind of like awful reads and terrible fucking technique and he's not being coached essentially and Russell's running the team and Hackett's making all these calls that are just dog shit, bro. I'm sorry, but at some point we gotta make a decision. Hey Matt, I didn't know I had this film right here. Oh, I guarantee it now that I'm watching this film. That wide receiver fucked up. He fucked Russell Wilson. Even though we're going to blame Russell Wilson, I'm a coach. You're a coach. You know, I know. This kid right here fucked up. This is a complete mesh route all day long by design. I can see his release. I can see his split. He is supposed to run a crossing route. He sees vacancy, and he just takes air. He takes air, and that is the number one cardinal sin for a wideout to run his own fucking route when he doesn't know the other routes coming to him. And this is clearly, look at that. He, he, see, he ain't supposed to do that. He's no, supposed he to keep under, crossing. Go back real quick, dog. You can't go underneath. He, what is, he's supposed to keep crossing, though. Here. 
You can look, see it. Look, it's open. I mean, the pick route that Judy's trying to run right there, yeah. he does a really good job not running into the corner because they're trying to pick him right there. Yeah, no doubt. But the ball, I mean, look, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Somebody, either Sutton's wrong or one's wrong. I don't know which one it is. And we're just presuming here. We're assuming. I, I'm just based on what we know route-wise and what's going on here. I guarantee you this is a false look pre-snap because if a crosser's usually going to happen, it's going to happen from number 10. He would be the crosser. But they're running it from an outside look to, to fuck with the defense, give it a different number, running the route. So he's going to run this route. And a lot of people in the chat are like, regardless, the route, he's open. Football don't look like that, son. So just he, he, he is he is open. I mean, he, yeah, yeah, he's, he's open. But but I want to understand the I want the chat to know football is not operated because he's open. We we going through concepts and route concepts and progressions and what we're being coached and what we practice all week. I mean, if, if anything, the the Ju, Judy coming off of this to the back pylon might be a better throw than this crossing route. Did you see I'm how saying. wide ass open he came off of that? I, yeah, yeah, but I'm just I I'm, I want you to take another look, Matt, at this. Look how many orange jerseys are just right One, two, here, three, right four. here. Like there's a shitload of drama, four, and now five, that's four guys. <laughs> all that's all the receivers in one clip. That's not good. Now he wants to throw his helmet. Shut the fuck up. And then this shit right here, this little this little kid nonsense here that he's pulling. This like, oh my god, I didn't get the ball, and I'm gonna let everyone know that I'm that I should have gotten the ball. Shit. No other position group can get away with this, dog. Just put your fucking helmet on and run into the locker room and be a goddamn professional. That's the problem, dog, because that that is kind of leading me to think that motherfucker fucked up and ran the wrong route, and now he, he wants to be did. the fucking glory hog. Somebody fucked up. You're not supposed to see all four offensive players in one screen. Yeah, some, some not, people not fucked the, up. Not the disagreeing with each other is a bad thing, necessarily. <laughs> dog, I, so I, I know you got to get out of here. Listen, listen I, I, I'm I'm very curious. Both defenses look good. Denver's defense, is, I, I think, is getting better every week, actually. Oh, Denver's uh, defense is ruthlessly good. Yeah, I, like I mean, this is the second too. game questionable decisions have cost the Broncos after a decided MO to kick the 64-yard field goal on opening week, and then uh, let me ask you before we get out of here. I just got to debate it. I'll be an idiot not to ask. Isn't a tie better than a loss? A tie is better than a loss, but I would, as a competitor, I would rather lose than tie. But I would, I would rather go out fighting and die fighting than tie, and be, and then have like the last three and a half hours mean dick. Now, okay, so look, me and you, as the quarterback and as you're my old lineman, we want to go for the win. We're telling the coach, let's go for the win. Let's go for the win, coach. Let's do it. Now, me and you are now coaching, and we hear that in our ear. No, I'm going to be fired. You make 250. I don't want to put you in that predicament not to win because you make 250, and I don't want to be fired. (laughs) And I don't want to be fired. Let's kick the field goal and still have some time to play here. We still have some time to play. No, no, we don't know what's going to happen. But oh, no, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. At two thirty nine left in the game, I was I was adamantly yelling, "Kick the field goal and keep the just keep the game going." Like this is not the it's not the end of the game. It's the end of the game because you're choosing it to be the end of the game. You chose with two minutes and thirty nine seconds for the game to be over. You easily could have extended the game twelve to twelve. 
<clears throat> and moved on and kicked the ball off and maybe they fuck up and fumble and the game was sloppy as shit. Why can why can something else sloppy now? There were seven turnovers already. Exactly. So, so the game's sloppy and nasty and defense is flying around making plays. They can make another one. And then honestly, the way that you get rid of ties in the NFL is to have like eight of them in one year. <laughs> That's how you get rid of them because people will freak the fuck out and be like, we don't want ties anymore. Let me ask you so, this though, before you get out of here. They should play until the bell rings, bro. There should be no tie. I hate that shit. So, and then they would have kicked it right there because they would have yep. been tied, and then they would have continued to play another quarter if it didn't end in that 239, if the NFL would say there is no ties. Yeah, exactly. If there's no ties, just just every, we're playing until someone wins. I mean, I don't understand it. But let me get to the last play before you get out of here. So we run a straight drop back, five-man pro. The back is released into the route concept. He's a crosser over the center, which is conflu- – to me, it'll, I don't like doing it with the back. I'd rather have him outside release the pocket. But anyway, is that really what we're doing? He is, I wouldn't do that, Matt, with Tom Brady. I think I would still sprint out Tom Brady. Like, this is fourth down. I need options. I want at least RPO. I want to RPO the back. I want to ride mesh the back. I want to give the defense something to fucking worry about other than me, Russell Wilson, dropping back in a four-man concept and throw a route. So my point is to the people in the stands, we needed to run some type of sprint out, boot naked, some type of action to get him on the run pass option and have some type of flood concept or something. I don't like the play design. I don't like the concept. I would sprint out Aaron Rodgers. I would sprint out Tom Brady. I'm definitely sprinting out Russell Wilson in that regard. I just don't like the five-man pass pro concept because he ain't going to just get it done. You know, Matt, secondary play, we're just going to sink and play the goal line. Like let's Exactly. Everybody's going to stand at the sticks or at the line anyway. So... If you don't move the pocket, you're eliminating one of the things that he does best, if not the best thing that he does. And again, this is the this is the problem with me and the and the head coaches. I don't think he was he was sold as being this creative like guru guy that's going to come in here and he's responsible for the route concepts and everything that Aaron Rodgers runs and blah blah blah. And I knew all that was bullshit because Matt Lafleur is responsible for all that, but. Like, like Hackett, Hackett needs to look at himself in the mirror, too, and go, okay, do I want to keep this job for a year for something to put on my resume, or do I want to be here for 10? Because the Broncos don't like shuffling coaches, bro. They they want some stability at the at the head coaching position, and right now they have severe instability. So I got to take these kids to uh, school. Yeah, get out of here, man. I appreciate you coming in. I'll see you Monday. Peace. All right. Later. Uh, appreciate Matt coming in. Um I wanted to ask him about Philip Lindsay getting a return home, um, getting to play Denver. He was in Denver. He got hurt, ended his career a little early. Um, he got to play against his old teammates and got the win. Um, him and Jonathan Taylor, uh, in place of Jonathan Taylor, Jackson and Lindsay combined for 24 carries, 102 yards. Um, Gordon had 15 carries, 54 yards for Denver. And Russell Wilson was 21 of 39 for 274 and two touched or two interceptions. Um, Matt Ryan threw the ball 41 times, 26 of 41, 252, two picks. And uh, eight of the completions were to this rookie named Alec Pierce. Um, 
Man, I don't know where to go with this, dog. I really don't. It looks like both coaching staffs are absolutely horrible. It looks like both players, when I'm saying players, Russell Wilson, highest paid, one of the highest paid players in the NFL, Matt Ryan, who I had high aspirations for, look lost. They look lost and they look uncomfortable. They look in shambles. Like, both quarterbacks in the NFL look like they have no fucking idea what they're doing. And I've never seen that with veteran guys like this. And I have to start... I have to fucking have conspiracy theories, dog, at this point. I gotta have conspiracy theories. I gotta have fucking... I gotta have fucking... I gotta gotta question coaches. I gotta question the last play of the game. Like, I'm asking myself, why the fuck are we in a five-man pass pro releasing the back over the middle when we should be sprinting Russell out? We got one yard to gain. We could get a first down without scoring a touchdown. Like, ah, man, I don't understand what we're doing. And I always tell you guys, dog, coaching is overrated, man. Coaching is very, very overrated. And... At the end of the day, players win you games, coaches lose them. In this regard, in this specific account, the coaches lost the game and the player did not win it. Period. Like, that is what happened. Fucking Russell Wilson is getting paid the money. You either put him in the position to succeed. Look at let me let me break something down real quick. We can be, we could have Michael Jordan out here in basketball one on one in his prime, okay? And we can, at the snap of the ball, run out four other players and block the ball, steal the ball, fucking hurt him. There are things to do that can fuck up a player of great stature. Like, you do understand. Someone else controlling the narrative can still fuck LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady. We can still do things. In this instance, the coach fucked Russell Wilson by putting him in the position he put him in. Sprint him out. Put him on the edge. Give him a one a runs pass option. Why are we sitting him in the pocket looking like a duck? Like, this guy is sitting in the pocket. How about we sprint him out? Give him an option. And now he sees this in his face. But what do I know, dog? All I do know is football's bad. Football's bad. Teams that are two and two. I think there's a lot of bad football from what I watch. You know, (laughs) I watch a lot of bad football, a lot of. Yeah, poor quality of football. That's what I... Man, that's what it is. It is the worst football I've seen in my life across the landscape of America. It is the worst fucking football has ever been played, in my opinion. High school, youth, college, NFL. I've been saying this for how long, Hector, have I been saying this? And I, I don't know, dog, but what do I know? You're right, dog. What do I know? What does JB know? Because I, apparently I don't know shit. Everyone else knows more. And uh, what do I know, dog? You know, what do I know? I don't know shit. Because 
If you think this football brand of football that you're watching every day is good football, you guys are fucking not very smart. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if it's sports book, if it's what it is, but it is bad. Now let's let me let me snap my 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 uh, topics over here to another different deal. All right, Tom Brady watches me religiously. By the way, Hector, he's not he 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 knows the real deal. He knows who the fuck's calling out this real shit. So keep blowing this show up, everybody, because uh, one day it'll be so big, everyone's going to have to be forced to watch the real shit. Only the real, as Wido says. Listen, let me break something down to you real fast. Amazon Prime is an absolute fucking mockery on Thursday night, okay? I want to pull up Amazon Prime right now on my fucking TV behind me. I, I would, but I don't want to get copyrighted and shit. But Amazon Prime, every Thursday night, is the worst streaming device I've ever seen. It is the worst fucking stream I've ever had. Coach, I literally have motherfuckers DMing me, telling me to fucking change out my modem and rewire my house. (laughs) I'm sitting here saying, what? I just told you I watch Amazon every fucking day. It is perfectly fine. And then I go on YouTube right after because the Live Golf Tournament started last night because it's in Bangkok and it's morning time there. And over there, I turn on YouTube. It's crystal clear. It's beautiful. I post it on Twitter. And it's crystal clear. It's a beautiful picture. And it's ironic how bad Amazon Prime is only on Thursday Night Football. But I'm the fucking idiot that don't understand the difference between having a boost mobile connection and having a horrible fucking streaming device. And I'm looking on research and I'm like, damn, it looks like 70% of America's having Amazon issues. Guess who's not having Amazon issues and who's, blow, who's, who's on Twitter talking shit? Hey, coach, I don't have no Amazon problems. My connection's fine. And out here in Montana, there's fucking nine people that live in Montana, dumb fuck. Nine people live in the entire state of Montana. No shit that your bandwidth has space. Guess what? Come to L.A. Why am I texting all my boys and they're all telling me that it is the worst stream device in America? There's no... Dog, that we are all having issues out here in Cali. By the way, we have the size of... You know, we have more people than fucking Russia here, right? So there's a problem, Houston... We have a problem, Houston. Amazon's not ready to air this game globally. The bandwidth, the fucking, the speed. I can't even rewind it. I cannot rewind it. And then we have the the guys that are in this chat. It is your garbage internet provider, question mark. So this motherfucker, (laughs) did I just not explain everything? And this motherfucker is going to come in here and say, is it your garbage internet provider? So I have like a 2K internet. I have the fastest fucking internet. I'm fine. Every device. I got like 20 devices. No problems at all. Never. But only on Thursdays, dog. Only on Thursdays I have the internet that's a problem. Only on Thursdays my internet's a problem. (sighs) TJ. What's your name? What's your fake fucking name, TJ? Uh, T-J-H-E-I-N-T. 
How about you put a fucking profile picture up in a real fucking name and then come talk to me? Or become a member and stop being a fucking idiot. Rob Turner, you better become one too real soon, dog, because this show's going to get too big for you. And if you're not a member, I'm going to end up blocking your troll asses. So make sure you fucking hurry it up. Alan Trujillo, another dick rider who doesn't listen. It's your internet, dog. <laughs> I haven't had issues. Holy fuck. Some of you don't listen. You just hear and want to talk. Um, no, I'm not trying Twitch. I'm not trying fucking Hulu. I'm not trying fucking xrz.com.us. I'm not trying all these fucking streaming devices. I don't play video games and go on fucking streaming devices, dog. Fuck you and your streaming device video game playing fucks, all right? I'm not a TikToker, motherfucker. I just drop videos of truth on TikTok, and you dick writers like it. So anyway, Amazon Prime is horrible, okay? Start there. Streaming is horrible. Now, let's get to the announcing of the game. It is probably compiled. With everyone that's out, and I, I coach Richard and his brother. I, I played against Tony Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez's older brother was my junior college tight end. I, I, it's funny. I like Fitzpatrick. Dog, it is the worst analyst crew of fucking people ever to be put together on a fucking show. It is the worst. Tony Gonzalez is acting like it's 20 fucking degrees every day. He's got gloves on, a fucking hoodie. Like I'm like, dog, it's fucking still summer, basically. Shut the fuck up. It ain't that cold, homie. I know we're from Cali, dog, but it ain't that cold yet. He's been doing it for four weeks. He's had gloves and shit on for four weeks. It was 75 fucking degrees week one, and he had gloves on and shit. And then he's talking about these fucking horses and fucking, it's like this, I'm like, come on, dog, we're trying too hard on this show. And then Richard Sherman goes into a fucking rant, and I'm like, dog, I wouldn't do that, homie. You got a bad reputation already on your ring camera. Like, come on, homie, let's calm down and pump our brakes here, because the, the, the dick riders in America are going to come after you about fucking having fucking CTE and having bipolar, and let's calm down. But hey, dog, he got a job, right? He got a job. Hey, what do I know? Shit, I'm just sitting here chilling with you. But he got a job. I'm glad he got a job, so I don't want to hear the bullshit. He got a job. Good deal. Um, now, let's get to Herb Street and Al Michaels, dog. I love Herb Street. I really do. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please call me a slap dick for saying that. You is slap dick pretty Why much. Why you call me slap dick? Because my dick slapped me across your face. <laughs> I do not like Herb Street. Um, at all. I like Al Michaels, okay? So I'm going to retract that. That's what you do when you fuck up. You retract it right at the spot. I don't like Herb Street. I like Michaels. Plus, Herb Street took a shot at me on Twitter years ago when Last Chance You came out. And you know me. I'm so good at holding my tongue that I went back after him, of course. So... And I know we have a little conflict. You know, I'm good with Pat and the boys. He's on Pat's show all the time. But I don't care. I mean, I'm really not going to ever fucking not say something about someone that I feel someone that tried to come after me. I don't give a fuck what show you're on. The issue is 
He needs to go to college only. He does not know the game. He is looking for notes. He's clearly out of his lane in this NFL landscape. Al Michaels is great. He's carrying him, but he's also bored sounding. Al Michaels sounds bored. He sounds bored up there in the booth with Herb Street. Al Michaels needs someone that's more like, you know, he needs a he needs a Collinsworth or a Joe Buck or a Aikman that's fast that uh, that's that because he's an older man. And I just got to hang out with Al Michaels, man, not too long ago in L.A. at a restaurant. And he's a great man. I, I, I love him for everything he stands for. He is the epitome in the uh, epitome of a legendary motherfucker. When he goes, we're going to be uh, sad. But having said that, Herb Street is a fucking mood killer. I don't know if even if I had Roman or Blue Chew or Cialis, I think he'd still make my dick go limp. He is fucking atrocious. And I'm tired of hearing his voice. I, I'm tired of hearing the motherfucker apologize when he fucking says dumb shit and then he wants to apologize for it days later. Like, motherfucker, that's who you are. It's not what you say you are. That's what the fuck you are. That's who you are. We are who we are and what we do, not what we say we do. And Herb Street's been a known to fucking say stupid shit. And I, it is an all-around horrible design by the NFL and whoever thought Amazon was going to be the, the one. They better figure this streaming thing out for 70% of America. I know everyone in Montana has great service. Good job. Hey, yay. Montana. Guess what? Eight of you guys are fishing. And the one guy that said he has good service is sitting there watching good service. <laughs> the other eight of you in the state are fishing and the fucking river runs through it. Like, get the fuck. Shut up. You have the least amount of people in America inside of Montana in one of the biggest states. Do you imagine how fucking free running their bandwidth is in fucking Montana? It's so bomb. I bet I bet you have the best service ever. Um, no, Richard did not play Juco. Um, Richard's older brother played for me, Compton, and he went to Boise State. Richard did not go Juco. He went to Stanford at a 4.0. Um, if you know anything about his whole story, he beat... He had a higher GPA than Chelsea Clinton coming from the hood. Uh, his dad still works at UPS. And uh, I've coached Richard since he was a little kid coming up through Compton Dominguez where one of my best friends was his head coach. And then he was all, he all they all worked out with me at Compton College when I was a coach. So um, his whole family, I've known it their whole life. But uh, a lot of guys came out of that area, by the way. Um, I just don't understand the Amazon deal. I'm not buying the Amazon thing. Uh, man, do me a favor. Make sure you hit that like button, subscribe, become a member. Um, go on over to CoachJBStore.com. We got all kind of merch, dog. We got all kind of merch. We got the merch, fire merch. We got it all, short, fat, skinny, and tall. Um, make sure uh, you understand I am having a big-time California release party for my cigars Slap dick cigars. Look at that shit. That graphic's hard. Look at that professional old school graphic right there. You got to love it. Uh, we're going to have that uh, October 22nd, uh, 3 to 8 p.m. in Costa Mesa, California at a place called High Times Wines and Spirits. October 22nd, it's a Saturday in the heart of Newport Beach. 
Uh, you can't beat it if you're a single man. I mean, the women are unbelievable. You can't beat it if you're with your lady and you want to go bar hopping. You can't beat it if you want good food. You can't beat it. It's right here. High times, October 22nd. I'll be posting this and, and marketing this here uh, in the next few days. All right. So do we have the other one, Mac, the other slapdick one. Um, all right. So meet and greet October 22nd right here in Cali in Costa Mesa. And then we will announce once we launch it where you can buy it online and, or what have you. Um, so, um, yeah. So we'll see you there uh, October 22nd. So I appreciate you guys. Going over to CoachJBStore.com, get you some merch. Um, appreciate everybody in the in the chat. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member today. Um, got shit. We've had 400 people in here most of the morning, man. I appreciate you guys for all buying something if you have. And if you haven't, go over there and check it out. CanadaDipsCBD.com. Go get you a 10. I'm up in the I'm up in the lead right now. I appreciate you guys. Hold me in the lead. Go buy me a Canadip CBD can right here. CanadipCBD.com. Coach JB is the promo code. Uh, yes, the bottles of vodka that people bought uh, gear from off the, off the website, the bottles of vodka will be signed and shipped out here on Monday to all those folks. So I appreciate you guys that have bought something on CoachJBStore.com. Uh, man, the Amazon shit is bad. I'm going to, I'm going on record right now that you probably aren't going to see any more videos from me on Thursday nights. Cause I just can't do it, dog. I can't rewind it. I can't fucking watch it. It buffers. It's shitty. The fucking video's horrible quality. It's just, it's unbelievable, but it's unbelievably bad. So I will not be breaking it down. I will try my computer next week. Maybe I might try my computer next week. Maybe. Um, so Maybe I'll try the computer and see how that works. But if, if that works, I'll film it right here, and then I'll post that shit. But if other than that, Thursday night, dog, ain't for me. I told Amazon. Amazon responds to every post I make and shit uh, because the videos are going so big. And I'm just like, fuck Amazon. You guys are shitty. I'm tired of hearing about reset your modem and all. I don't got to reset my modem for any other Amazon show except for fucking Thursday. Like... Fuck. Who plays next Thursday anyway? I've been hearing, is it fucking Justin Fields and fucking Wentz? Holy shit. Yeah, I'm not watching that. Um, announcement for you to know, that don't know. Um, this afternoon, the great Trent Richardson, great running back from Alabama, um, high draft pick. Um, all those things. He will be on the show this afternoon, 1 o'clock p.m. So for the Coach JB show, he will be joining us, Trent Richardson. So if you guys want to hear anything about his Alabama talk, his SEC ties, what we're going to do um, this weekend as far as picks, and then his AAF time and what happened there and that debacle and how he got fucked and how that league folded, we're going to ask all those questions, plus so much more with Trent Richardson today at 1 p.m. right here on the Coach JB Show. So make sure you guys join that show, and make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. If you're not a member, become one. Um, so I want to get into the this weekend's NFL matchups, all right? I'm going to give you my top five matchups. I'm going to break down each game. I want to go through it uh, for the next hour. So make sure you guys hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. I'm going to take a two-minute piss break, let the dogs out, get me a new coffee, 
Uh, don't go anywhere. This is the greatest show on turf. Appreciate you. I'll see you in a minute. Peace. But what do I know when I talk about the transfer portal being as shitty as it is, watering down college football? But what do I know when I say the landscape is completely open to anyone beating anyone? Have I not said it on this show? Did I not say it just a couple days ago? Did I not do a video on Twitter about it? Did I not talk about it on my shows here? And people just, nah, coach, hell nah. Really? So, Appalachian State goes into AM, a $40 million booster loaded roster. Coach makes $10 million a year. The head coach, Coach Clark at, at Appalach- uh, Appalachian State, makes $425K a year. But what do I know? Appalachian State has one four star player on their roster, FYI. One. Texas A&M has 56 four- or five-star players. Go look it up. Go Google it. Go check it out. Go look it up. 40 dollars the head coach makes. Texas A&M special teams coordinator makes $1 million. So what do you think Appalachian State special teams coordinator makes? I'd say maybe 100K, maybe 100K, maybe 100K, maybe 100K. What do you think their quarterback coach makes? 45, 50? You know what A&M's quarterback coach makes? $325,000, almost as much as the head football coach at Appalachian State. But what do I know when I say it's watered down and Appalachian State deserves to not have themselves even mentioned with the Texas A&M when it comes to going to their fucking house and beating them in a low-scoring affair when they just scored 61 points on North Carolina, another Power 5 team. So now Appalachian State can show that they can score 60 on you in a Power 5 school, and they can show they can beat you a higher-ranked team in a low-scoring affair. But what do I know? <laughs> 56 four- and five-star players. Appalachian State has one. And by the way, Bruce Helms, they did it to Michigan in 2007. They weren't even a Division One team yet. I hope you do know that. They were an FCS school at the time they beat Michigan. So... <laughs> But what do I know? All right, all right, all right, all right. We're back, we're back, we're back. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. I appreciate everybody in here, man, making this show go. Uh, Man, I don't know if I would coach uh, in the NFL or not. So, you know, uh, I'm not sure about that. Um, So, we'll see. Um, no, I'll make an announcement, man. I mean, especially to non-members, I'm not really in the discussion mode about Sarah or anything like that. Listen, I don't, I don't hold grudges. I don't have any ill will. Um, you know, we tried to make a show go, and it didn't go, period. So I'm going to move on. I decided that I'm going to move on, and I sold her the best of wishes, best of luck. Ain't nothing else to talk about. <laughs> Shit. 
Sarah does her thing. She makes a lot of money doing her. Good luck. Go do her. I'm rooting for her. Shit. That's it what it is. Hey, dog. Life goes on. The train don't stop for anyone, for anything. Like, I don't think you understand. Like, people don't understand. We look in the rearview mirror too damn much. I ain't going that way. I'm not going that way. Now, dog, I don't get burned twice. I like Nick. Good dude. But, you know, if I have a show designed for you and you're, you can't show up to it, bye. <laughs> dog, I operate like I coach. I operate as if I'm coaching. If my coach don't show up to practice, you're fired. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, this is what I do. Like, I live life because I have been successful in coaching for a long time, managing people. And I think I do pretty fucking good at getting people to the next level. So, sorry. Um, I like Nick, like I said. But let me ask you something, Carl Regal. Have you ever ran a business, owned anything, managed anybody? Have you ever done any of that? Or are you one of these nice fucks who keep hoping for the best and wishing in one hand and shitting in the other one and hoping that you don't get fucked and six months down the line, motherfucker don't show up again? You ever had that happen to you? You ever had that happen to you? <laughs> Good luck running a business that way, brother. Um, hey. Stop it. Go lay down. Um... And listen, man, Sarah's fine. Leave her alone. Let her be. She's cool. There's no reason for negative uh, comments to her and all that. It is what it is, dog. So, uh, Bruce Helms, I'm skeptical that you're a fucking bitch. So now what? You want to have that discussion? I'm skeptical that Bruce Helms is an absolute soft pussy. Do we want to have that discussion too, Bruce Helms? Since you're skeptical, guess what I'm skeptical about? I'm skeptical that you're a cowardly cunt and you sit at the bottom of your mom's basement watching fucking reruns of Three's Company eating donuts. That's what I'm skeptical about. So, now what? You want to keep talking, Bruce Helms? You sound like the epitome of these soft fucking transfer portal kids. <laughs> Lay down. Um, I'm skeptical. Bitch, nobody gives a fuck what you are. <laughs> nobody gives a fuck how skeptical you are, you fucking idiot. Nobody cares. And guess what? You're not a part of my life. Do you know that even though how hard you want to be a part of this virtual life, you know it's really not real? You're here to watch me fucking talk because you're a follower, motherfucker. And I'm a leader. And followers follow the fucking leader, bitch. So shut the fuck up. Keep following these nuts around, motherfucker, as they jingle jangle in your motherfucking jaws. Shut the fuck up. Now, you can stay in here and become a member or you're going to get fucking blocked. You fucking call it. And if you pay $1.99 a month after I just motherfucked you, Kudos to you. Shout out. 
But if you can't handle it and you're not a big boy because you're at the bottom of your mom's basement sucking dicks all day, then go ahead and leave. I don't really give a fuck. Emmett Gooden in the house, shout out. My main man. Emmett, you missed these rants, huh? You know you do, Emmett. Stop playing. Emmett misses these rants at 5 in the morning. <laughs> uh, Emmett, one of my favorite all time. Uh, love Emmett. Um, Emmett's in the house. Shout out. Um, hey, dog. People say dumb shit. Where did he go? Where did Bruce Helms go? Why did he tap out? I, I thought we were having good conversation. Uh, we got almost 400 people in here. We already had 400 people in here. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. Make sure you guys follow the Stat, that, the stat Lab um, every single Monday, Wednesday, Friday, right after my show, Hector comes on, Capo, and gives all his great picks. I want to ask him about a few games because he's going to have his own show right after mine, and I'm not going to get into too much of his shit, but we're going to get into a few games. I want to uh, break down real quick. Capo, what up? Good fucking morning, coach. Let's get it. Let's get it. Uh, I just got called from a uh, betting service, and they do a thing on me every every Friday. They want to know um, what my college matchups of the week and pro matchups of the week regarding coaching matchups, not playing matchups. So I want to break these games down that I just broke down. You're gonna hear, you'll see it later when they advertise it. But UCLA and Utah, Chip Kelly. Um, match up with Utah, um, who I you know I believe that uh, Utah's U- Utah uh, coach Winnington is a is a really good coach, and uh, I think Chip Kelly and Coach Winnington at Utah is going to have a that is going to be a very 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 intriguing college matchup this weekend because whatever happens on this is the biggest West Coast game we've had in many years, in my opinion. So that game right there is has huge implications. UCLA staying undefeated, going towards maybe playing an undefeated USC team at the end of the year here in LA. And Utah needing to win out after that horrible performance against Florida week one. Oh Their God. only opportunity to win the get in the playoff is, is winning out. So it is a huge game this weekend. I believe that's the college coaching matchup of the week. And in the NFL, I have a very, very intriguing one. And it's very, very, like, people are going to be like, oh, it's, it's not McVay versus McCarthy. It's not going to be fucking any of these big names. No. Um, the coaching matchup of the week, I believe, is very, very crucial one this week. Because the New York Jets, Salah is on a rise, has a better roster, and this is a very, very critical game for them. Playing a game with the weirdo fuck McDaniel in Miami um, without Tua, how he goes the rest of this season goes for Miami now. And it's not on Teddy Bridgewater. It's not on playing Tua or not. It is now all eyes on you, McDaniel. And the Dolphins are in a very, very peculiar situation, playing an Two and two Jets team that is much better than they've been in years. Uh, they've got some real good pieces. My kid Jermaine Johnson's leading the leading. He's got three sacks on the year. I think Sauce is one of the leading rookie of the year candidates on defense. Uh, Sauce Gardner. Jets have a good roster. Got great wide receivers. Um, I'm picking that game as the coaching matchup of the week. What do you have on that Jet Dolphin game, if anything, and what can I expect in this game? as far as points and uh, over-under? 
Uh, so, I mean, you know that two has been ruled out. Um, Zach Wilson is currently dealing with an ankle injury, but he's been practicing. Uh, so last week, I wanted to stay away from this Jets offense because it was Wilson's first start. I kind of wanted to see um, it's it's the offense is going to change. So I wanted to stay away. So the same rule I'm going to apply to the Dolphins this week. Yes, Teddy Bridgewater played last week. Uh, but I'm going to stay away from the Dolphins. Uh, but a play that I'm eyeing up here is Brees Hall over 16 and a half receiving yards or Brees Hall over two and a half receptions. So he only had two receptions for 12 yards last week against the Steelers. But the thing that I really liked was that he did have six targets, which was tied for second uh, with Garrett Wilson, he had one less target than Corey Davis. The Dolphins' run defense is pretty solid, so I want to attack Brees Hall, their running back, through the air. All right. Um, interesting. Let, let me ask you this. Uh, Dolphins on defense have been hit and miss. They started off, they were really good, and – then they give up a bunch of ass versus the, the, the Ravens in a comeback. And then uh, they come back and score a shitload of points, but they gave up a lot. And then they've shut down teams, and then they've getting, they've given up a lot of points. I don't know. Is that defense able to just completely shut down a second-week uh, Zach Wilson-led offense by the Jets? Can I go with Miami's defense? Or does Teddy Bridgewater turn the ball over and put them in fucking bad positions and the Jets score easy touchdowns? There's a lot that can happen. Um, I'm very curious to see how this offense is going to change. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm expecting it to be uh, – you're going to see the Dolphins' offense be a lot slower paced, even though you have those explosive weapons in, in Tyreek and Waddle. Uh, but if the Jets want to win, they're going to need to air the ball out. Uh, the Dolphins are ranked third in against the running back in terms of uh, fantasy points. Uh, your favorite. <laughs> hey, Sean Waffle, he's a Northwest kid, not East. Uh, I only know that because the Northwest coach and I hate each other. So he was at Northwest, uh, Wichita Northwest High School, not East. East High School is absolutely fucking horrible right now. Uh, Wichita Northwest is where Brees Hall played. So, um, all right, go ahead. Keep going. Sorry. Um, the Dolphins have been solid against the running backs. I know. Um, so I know. Wilson's going to have to air it out. I know. Um, I think that too. And the Jets do have wideouts. And then you got Xavier Howard or whatever his name is, the corner, and you got a good safety for Miami. But I think the other other corner for Miami is a duck. Um, I but, think they lost. I think they lost. Uh, well, they lost Byron Jones. Now, how how is uh, how is uh, where is Sertain playing at? I uh, I believe the Broncos. He, right. I was wondering, did he play last night? Because why did I see? Okay, he did play last night. Yeah, he's why on wasn't I? Because I've been getting blown up about him as being a defensive player of the year, and I'm like, I didn't even fucking see him last night. I did not recognize him last night in any type of big-name plays. And I'm like, that's not a defensive MVP to me. I, I need to fucking be seeing your name all over the screen. 
But that that guy you brought up on the 49ers, um, I forget his name, but the guy that the trains with Troy the, the, the guy that plays with Troy Palomalo. Yeah. yeah. He's sick. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I fuck with him. Yeah, he's good. Uh let me ask you this. Bills, Vegas odds, 12.9 wins. Over or under you like? Um because I'm betting some of these. I'm betting some of these today. So they are dealing with some injuries. Um, Isaiah McKenzie and Dawson Knox have not practiced this week. All right, let me ask so you this then, since we're going to bet on the books. Would you bet on the Bills to have 12.9 wins on the season, or would you bet on the Bills to have a 13.5% chance to go to the Super Bowl? saw that you can't even bet them to make the playoffs. It's like a ridiculous number. Um, ridiculous so the number have as far the as Steelers, what? The, the Bills have the Steelers this week, and they're going up against the Chiefs, Packers, Jets, Vikings, Browns, Lions, Patriots, Jets. What about the Eagles? Eagles are having – Vegas has them at 13 wins on the year. And twelve and a half percent chance to win a Super Bowl. Do you see that? I mean, I was impressed with like I mean, I was talking to someone about the Eagles Jacksonville game, and I was impressed that they came back after being down fourteen nothing. And the person I was talking to wasn't that impressed by it, but fourteen nothing down in the first quarter, and you come back, and I believe they shut them down like twenty three seven in quarters two, three, and four. Uh, but I, I gotta respect that. I respect the Eagles. I, I, the Bills. I just don't like that they don't really have a run game. Like the Chargers are the same way. Like what happens when you're up? You're gonna continue to throw the fucking ball. Uh, the time management, clock management, and all that is a big part of the game. And I need. I want the Bills to find that before I do place uh, money on them to continue to roll no i i hear you um top right logo on the screen is the stat lab make sure you follow it this is uh hector he has a show right after this one today here in a few minutes he'll be having his show uh when i end mine um so make sure you follow him um i'll put it in the chat i'll put it in the link down here um so i i'm curious though the Ravens are at nine and a half wins. And there's guys on ESPN like Ryan Clark picking them to win the fucking Super Bowl. Uh, they're they're absolutely fucking I, I just see them going downhill from here. I don't know. I just don't see Lamar being a sustainable guy. Obviously, I've been on 20 talk shows talking about it. Everyone gives me that shit. And then uh, obviously he's looked pretty decently average the last two weeks. But I'm like, what did I what do I know? Um, everyone above them. The Cowboys, the Rams, the Dolphins even, which I don't buy. If I was a betting man right now, I'm betting that the Dolphins win less than 10.7 games. Am I an idiot? Um, I mean, I guess it depends on the status of Tua and how long uh, he's out for. Like, they're, the, they're getting a lot this. of heat. Let me ask you this, Hector. If Tua comes back, I actually prefer it. I think they're worse with him coming back and being hurt and not knowing if he's able to go. And then he's playing on eggshells. 
Like, I wouldn't play the motherfucker as the coach, and I'm looking all in at Teddy Bridgewater, and those two things going against your your program show, tells me there's no way they win 10.7 games. That's basically 11 football games. They have a soft schedule coming up. Um, I mean, you have you have the Jets who who uh, I'm not really sure how to grade them yet, but then the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, a wild card. The Steelers, who now are rolling with uh, their other quarterback, the Lions, the Bears, the Browns, Texans. But then towards the end of the season, they got the 49ers, Chargers, Bills, uh, Packers, Patriots. So their their end of the schedule is kind of rough. So maybe you can kind of wait this one out and hope that they win and get some value on that over-under because they're 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 gonna have to battle towards the end of the season. All right, where the fuck are the Colts and the Broncos? Fuck the man. ones that I've came out and basically said are gonna play each other in the AFC title game. If that's the <laughs> AFC title game, what we watched last night, I am fucked. I'm eating dead crow all day, and uh, it, I'll come out and make a video about it. Right? I have no fucking quarrels. Uh, that's the difference between me and a lot of you bitch-made cats who come out and try to hide and lie about it. No, motherfucker. I said Matt Ryan is a NFL quarterback, what they are supposed to look like. He is playing shitty right now. No question. That does not mean he is shitty. That means he's playing shitty for a multitude of reasons, whether it's the coaching, the O-line, no Taylor. There's a lot that goes into it. Russell Wilson... He's playing shitty. He's not shitty. So for 10 years, he got lucky. Is that what you're fucking telling me? See, a lot of people are idiots. They want to jump to conclusions. Russell Wilson's had 10 years of some of the greatest football play on the quarterback position we've seen. But now all of a sudden, he's horrible. Like, you fair weather fans, what have you done for me lately fucks are unbelievable. But it is what it is. I know you don't know anything that you discuss. So I will just say this. Russell's playing shitty. Matt Ryan's playing shitty. The Colts are playing shitty. The Broncos are playing shitty. Now, can they bounce back? Yes. I believe the NFL is a long season ahead. Will they? I don't know. I'm I'm losing optimistic uh, thoughts. I mean, I'm usually an optimistic guy. I am losing it. Um, It just, their O-line's horrible. Their running games are horrible. Uh, Tim Patrick looks like he's a daunting... uh, miss to overcome like losing him it it looks like it looks like Russell Wilson's out there you know throwing to Ciara and then I'm and they got two good wideouts like I don't get it like Judy and Sutton are fucking legitimate NFL wideouts I bet you Aaron Rodgers would love to have fucking Sutton and Judy but it is what it is right chemistry (laughs) preseason lack thereof whatever the Colts might even be more disappointing, though, mm-hmm. because they had one of the top-notch defense run games coming back. They thought Wentz was the problem. Let's get Matt Ryan with Frank Reich, and let's bring back a Hall of Fame wide receiver coach who was a receiver there for Peyton Manning for years, and let's bring back this prestige, and they have absolutely looked like hammered dog shit. So... Yeah. I don't know where we're at, but what what happened to that offensive line? Weren't they like notoriously known for having 
like a badass O line. They did, man. But I, where's my man Gorgian at? Gorian, Gorian, you in here? He's a cult fanatic. He actually knows a lot of that shit. I guess they lost two big time O linemen, uh, whether it was retirement or trade. And I guess they just haven't recovered up front. And I did not know that, but uh, I, I don't know. You know, we broke down this film here. We broke down this Russell Wilson's last play earlier. Yeah, me, I saw that. Me and Matt McChesney. It, it's a bad. It's a bad. It's a bad look all around. And, and I, I, after seeing that and breaking it down, I, I, I have a problem putting it all on Russell Wilson. A. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was a horrible design. I think one of the receivers ran a wrong route. Actually, the one that threw his helmet that was wide open. When you run wrong routes without the quarterback knowing, it's called backyard football. And then the quarterback in the NFL doesn't know you're running it. And then we have what we had last night. That's what I think happened. So everyone calm the fuck down. You don't know. Everyone on Twitter thinks that he's wide open and that's where he's supposed to throw the football. I wish everybody could understand. I wish I could break down every single football play for all the fucks on Twitter that think they know football. Because I really, it would be unbelievable. But... um. It's funny that all these armchair fucks sitting around think that they know where the ball's supposed to go at all times, and it blows my mind. Now, the head coaching is atrocious. I think football's atrocious across the board, college, NFL, you name it. I've been saying it for I don't know how long, Hector. You've heard me rant about it for months and years, maybe. But what um, do you know, coach? <laughs> what do I know, dog? I don't know shit. Um <laughs> I know you were winning 550 large last night. Did, did you fare okay? I I did well and I smacked all my bets, but fuck, man. I had the two tight ends. I just didn't really play the defenses. It was fucking dumb. But I'm going to take one of these fucking fuckers down. It's coming. Man, hey, just so you know, Capo sent me a text last night or a screenshot. He was winning 550K late in the game. And I've, I've been there, done that. I know how it is. It's fun to be in that position. And then it's fucking demoralizing when you don't win it. So uh, people like us are right there at the verge. Make sure you guys follow him in the Stat Lab right after this. He does his show 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. on the West Coast. He has his own show right after this. Um, Matt, can we put it on the ticker, his link? I. Uh- I haven't created the link to the stream yet, but he could put a link to my YouTube channel. Nah, yeah, YouTube channel, yeah. Um, so, Coach, so I know you, you broke down, like, the final play of the Broncos-Colts uh, game, but when they first got the ball, I was like, why the fuck is Melvin Gordon in there? And then he caught, like, a 24-yard pass, so he made me eat my words. But then they made him run. So he just – he had a 24-yard reception – and then he ran the ball on that drive three more times, and then they were at the goal line. So he, I'm assuming he's gassed, and I'm like, why the fuck are they leaving him in there? And Mike Boone, uh, he was playing really well last night when he had the chances. He was averaging 5.6 yards per carry. Why don't you give him the rock in the fucking goal line, a fresh back who's had success that night? So that, like, I just didn't really understand that. I like Boone because he's a change of pace back, right? He's a change of pace back, and, you know, I like I like what he did, and I like what he's doing. Um, but 
And Gordon turned the ball over this year a lot, like he normally does. Yeah, I, I know he's so, he's had two fumbles. I don't know why well, we don't play these young cats some more um, as far as at the back level because in the running back level is much different than playing a young quarterback. Running backs don't have very long in the NFL. They need to get their reps early and see if they're worth the bag, so to speak, because if they don't, you're just wasting their career. The NFL running back stands for not for long in this level. Saquon Barkley's playing out of his mind right now. I hope he can sustain it, but, you know, like we know, sure. he's, he's an injury away. How about, how about when do you start betting NBA DFS? Um, not, not, not yet. Okay. Um, I'm going to start. Not until... I'm going to start, but I'm so scared, dog. I'm so scared <laughs> because uh, – Last night, Anthony Davis was out because of lower back already. And I'm like, I'm like, dog, I'm not doing this. You cowardly fuck. This <laughs> soft motherfucker, man. That fuck. Uh, the link is right there. Make sure you follow this link right here to go to the Stat Lab. Um, copy paste it if you can. I don't know if you can do that. Um, you can copy paste it. It looks like. Take that link and follow Hector right now. He does uh, betting, all things betting, right after this show. Um, uh- let me ask you something real quick. I want to break down the Bucks, and I want to break down a little bit of this uh, Tom Brady. Uh, Tom Brady is uh, 45 years old. Um, you think Russell Wilson took Giselle? Ah, I'm just thinking about a conspiracy. <laughs> but anyway, um, having said that, um, having said that, he still looks better than any quarterback in the NFL as far as throwing the football on time accurately in the teeth of defenses. And the Bucks can go very far because of what he does on a consistent basis. They also can not go very far because they can't stay healthy at wideout. And they've had struggles at wideout the last three years. Year one, they got healthy right when it mattered, and Gronk came back strong. Last year, they Started to do the same. The Rams caught heat because they were really close for the Bucks to go to another Super Bowl. And this year, we don't know. The defense started off really, really good. And now their defense is uh, hit a wall versus the Chiefs. Tom Brady still threw for 400 yards, though. I like where they are this late in the season because of how shitty the NFC South is and how bad the NFC overall is starting to look. So, uh, I'm. What is your take on the Bucks? And do you think that um, the Bucks have an opportunity to get to the Super Bowl um, over the likes of the Eagles, the Rams, the Cowboys, and the Niners? Maybe the um, So one thing about this whole sports betting world is that you always need to keep an eye out on the injury report, and it feels like all season Julio Godwin uh, the. None of them, none of them, been practicing on Wednesday, Thursday. But it's good to see that both Godwin and Julio Jones practiced Thursday. So hopefully these guys can get back on the field. I know Cole Beasley just uh, retired on them. <laughs> they picked I, him up from the street and he just I, left. I know, and it was um, a picture him and Brady. Like they're both fucking like shitty. Uh, you always gotta respect Brady, and I. I definitely put the Bucks over the Rams, man. Until they figure out their uh, what they're going to do at the wide receiver position outside of Cooper Cup, like he can't continue to do it all for that team. Um, and I also don't like the Rams' running game at the moment. But definitely, I, I 
definitely take the Bucks over the Rams. Um, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sure, of, of the weaker. Well, do you? Where division? would you put the 49ers defense compared to the Bucks defense? The Bucks defense versus the Rams? Uh, the 49ers and the Bucks defense, do you think they're, they're relatively close? Yeah, they're both good. It just depends on the health of the Bucks. Uh, they're both really good. The Rams O line, though, made the 49ers defense look better than it, I think it is. Uh, remember, the Niners struggled versus Denver. They struggled versus fucking Chicago. They struggled versus some teams that, uh, is their defense really that good? So, you know. Well, that, that Broncos game was, I mean, would you technically say that was kind of like Garoppolo's preseason game? And maybe that kind of had an effect on the whole maybe uh, flow of the game. And, and I said that I came out and said that from last week that they 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 he's going to take some time, but but that defense losing to a Denver led team that looks horrible as we've seen in Chicago who looks fucking awful, uh, two horrible playing quarterbacks right now. I, I'm not going to anoint the Niners as having this great defense right after they just beat the Rams because the Rams O line is so fucking banged up. We can't get. They've lost a number one leader and best one of the best O tackles in football. Whitworth retires. They have three mm. moving parts at center and two guards. They've already played four different combinations at guard and center this year alone. The that is a critical thing for the NFL fucking teams. So please understand that um, out there. If you have bad O line play and moving parts, remember though the year that the Bucks won it. This is how great Brady is when it comes to winning games. The year the Bucks won it, I think they had 21 O-line changes in the roster during the season. That means they had 21 different combinations because of either injury, trying out a guard at tackle, a tackle at guard, etc., moving to center, Jensen got hurt again or whatever it was, or their center at the time. They've had so many moving parts. So you can still do it, but it takes time because they, you notice – the Bucks started rolling like right at the end of the season because because the fucking the 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 Saints just had beat their ass the year they won the Super Bowl and then they got to the Super Bowl beats the Saints and they get it rolling and the O line started to play with some continuity and then the Bucks go on and win it so it can happen it can happen but they're they're in a good situation uh, they're tied for first with the Falcons who just lost. Cordell Patterson, and then you have Baker Mayfield and the Panthers and the Saints who, who are one and three, and there's they have Winston and Andy Dalton back there trying to figure out who their guy is. So they are in a good situation, even though they're two and two. Yeah, well, I mean, Tom Brady just came out and said football's shitty right now, and I think <laughs> everyone knows it. Like it's fucking bad. Um all right, my top five matchups for the week I want to get into real fast. All right, last night Colts-Broncos was one of my top fives. That I, I want to get a renege. I want God to come touch me and say, you know what, it doesn't count because that was a fucking horrific football game. My number one game to watch is a very critical game, the Giants-Packers. The Giants-Packers is one of my top five matchups of the week. Packers-Giants, uh, 
Both three and one. Daniel Jones figuring it out in a new system with a new structured Brian Dable led structural program. Kids seem like they're running through a wall for the man. They love him. They're playing hard. They're winning games. They may usually would have probably lost under Joe Judge. The Giants are playing as well as you can play with a quarterback that's not being asked to do a lot because their wide receivers and O-line are so, so bad. All right. I believe the Giants have the worst O-line and wide receiver combination in football. Period. I believe that is what they have. And I think at 3-1, and one, you have to give kudos to what Brian Dable's done and Daniel Jones managing that offense with Saquon Barkley leading the league in rushing. Okay? So... I'm going to start there. Packers have to figure out what to do on offense. Aaron Rodgers is always going to be consistent, but he has more picks right now than he did all last year already because he's forcing footballs because he doesn't trust the receivers. The receivers probably aren't where he's expecting them. And Devontae Adams, knowing Aaron like he did, Aaron can throw the ball well before he breaks and know that Devontae's going to be there. He cannot do that right now with fucking Dobbs, Cobb, Lobs, Lubes, Jubes, whatever the fucking receivers' names are. They're all fucking no names, and he don't trust them yet. So until that continuity builds, I think this is a huge game. Both, one of them's going to go to 4-1, and one, one's going to go to 3-2, and two, and it's going to be critical for a Packers team that is going to expect to try to host a game in Lambeau in the snow later on in the season when a Tampa or a Ram or a Niner needs to come into that snow. They want to host the game instead of go to on the road. So they want to use that snow as an advantage in Lambeau. That's my number one matchup. Number two matchup, in my opinion, is a game nobody's really talking about. Um, we just mentioned um, the Jets and Dolphins, we already talked about them, but that's one of my other games. But the other game that's critical is this Charger-Browns game. because Yes, 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 the, yes. The Browns and the Chargers are both 2-2, two and two, and they both are in supposedly a conference that everyone thought was going to be much better than they are. The Ravens have, stipe, have stumbled. The Steelers are shitty with no quarterback. And Bengals started off slow. Burrow's looking to come on strong, and maybe the Bengals go on and, and take a run. We don't know. That league is wide open, just like the AFC West is seemingly getting pulled away by the Chiefs, but we don't know that yet. We're going to see. Um, the Broncos seem to be floundering. The Raiders just beat them. We're going to see the Raiders play the Chiefs Monday night. I have a, a, a Vegas um, a lady that covers Las Vegas Raiders will be on our show Monday right before the game at 1 o'clock. Oh, nice. So we'll, have, we'll, have, we'll be able to ask her some things. Um, but the Charger-Brown game is an intriguing matchup because going 2-3 and three is going to really, really set one of you guys back. And the Browns doing it with Brissett, waiting to get Deshaun Watson back. Um, seems like a hope and a prayer that they're going to be a 10-win uh, team um, before he comes back. I don't see it, uh, but that game is critical. Um, mm -hmm. I believe that game is just uh, very, very intriguing. And you got yeah. teams, dog, like the Rams, Cowboys, Cardinals, Eagles, Bengals, Ravens, and Seahawks, Gi uh, Saints. We know those aren't explosive teams or nothing, but Seahawks are two and two in a division that is all two and two. Two and two what Niners, two and two Rams, two and two Seahawks, and you got the Rams and then the Cowboys playing um Sunday as well. And then you got the evening game between the Bengals Ravens, who if the Browns were to lose to the Chargers, the winner of that game is out in front in the conference. 
So there's some big games um, coming up this week. I don't know what games stand out over all the others, but I do know that Mike Tomlin's not a pushover, and I would not expect the Bills to go in there and and just stomp all over the Steelers, especially how the Bills have been playing as of late. Um, that's a game to watch. Um, Bears-Vikings, the Vikings just pull away in the conference, and, and, and that's why I said that Packers game is critical because if the Packers were to lose and the Vikings beat the Bears, there's a two-game stronghold on that division right now by the Vikings. And if the Giants were to win and the Cowboys were to lose, the Giants are right there with the Eagles. So, like, there's a lot of critical games that people don't want to talk about that can go a bunch of different fucking ways through week five of the season. So out of those games I just mentioned, um, and we are in the NFL, Hector. Fucking who knows? Panthers have a good defense. If 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 Jimmy G has a fucking bad game, Panthers are in that game versus the Niners, and fucking who knows? We're a bunch of two and twos or two and threes in the in the NFC West. So I'm just confused. I'm just curious what games stand out and uh and then if what if Jitterbug Kyler Murray goes crazy and, and beats a fucking undefeated Eagle team? Like we have a lot of shit to unpile here on, on Monday night uh, or Monday morning if this shit goes wild. So there is a lot of intriguing matchups this week that implicate other games, not just their own. Mm-hmm, for sure, the 49ers have a fucking layup. Um, like they just smoked the. The Rams and now they have the Panthers. They can't brick that situation. Uh, this the Browns Chargers game. I'm very interested in this game just because I've been eyeing up the money line market in this game in the Chargers line. Uh, when we talked about this, I think on Wednesday they were like minus one thirty eight. Now they're minus one thirty on DraftKings, so their line is going down in favor of the Browns. So that's very, very interesting. Uh, They lost Joey Bosa. So the Browns do have a path to victory. They're just running the ball down their fucking throat. If the Giants win, I'm going to be very, very impressed. And they'll be good at the head coach position uh, moving forward because they are banged up. Kenny Galladay's not traveling with them. Uh, They lost Sterling Shepard. Uh, Kadarius Tony hasn't played since week two. Wando Robinson hasn't played since week one. So if they win, I'm going to be very, very impressed. Um, I'm not really sure what to make of this Seahawks Saints game. Um, Wins Jameis Winston still hasn't practiced, so they might still continue to rock with Andy Dalton. Um, Buffalo Bills. I mean, that line is untouchable. They're minus nine. 50 favorites coach you have to risk 950 bucks just to make a hundred so from the betting perspective it's almost untouchable uh but it's kind of hard to bet against them who knows what who the Steelers are with the new quarterback under center the Bears Vikings game I want nothing to do with that fucking game Uh, uh I was looking at the Bears stats and Darnell Mooney is their leading receiver through four weeks. <laughs> and what's hilarious is that he is at 121 receiving yards on the season. 94 of those receiving yards came against the Giants last week. 
<laughs> so holy shit, what the fuck is going on over there? Uh, the I'm very I'm very intrigued in this Lions Patriots game too. Uh, we talked about how the Lions have played everyone close. Two of their three losses were by three points. The other one was by four. So when I first saw the Lions at plus three and a half, I thought that was interesting. But looking into it, they are expecting Mac Jones to play. He has practiced. Yes, he practiced yesterday at a, on a limited fashion. So if Mac Jones plays, that line does make a lot more sense as opposed to a third string quarterback because they did lose uh, Brian Hoyer. Uh, fuck the commanders. I hope Derrick Henry runs down their throat all fucking game. I do not want to play, place any money on this commander's offense. Uh, the Eagles, same thing with the Eagles, man. I just want them to beat the piss out of the Cardinals because just, it's just going to bring joy to my heart. Uh, the Cowboys-Rams game, that's very interesting. A lot of narratives going on in this game. You have somewhat of a quarterback controversy with the Cowboys and then the Rams just got demoralized by the 49ers and now they're back at home. So they're looking to get right. <clears throat> Bengals Ravens is the Sunday night football game. This is another game where I really, I don't know where my head's at with this game. Uh, the, the Bengals in that offensive line kind of scares me. Um, so for right now, I don't really have any thoughts on that game. You know, I just went on a fucking rant. No, it's good. I like it. The Sunday game, that's why you guys need to follow him on the Stat Lab. Make sure right after this, um, you go watch his all, take get all his betting um, tips. Um, anyone that has a chance to win 550K uh, most nights, you should probably fucking listen to him. Um, he fucked me with a tight end pick one day, but fuck it. Um, I'm just fucking with you. Um, um <laughs> The Bengals-Ravens game is going to be intriguing because if Lamar Jackson shits the bed on Monday on Jason Whitlock's show, I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to get murdered if he balls and I'm going to fucking be looking like the, 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 the football god if he fails. I don't want him to fail. I'm not looking for him to fail. I'm looking for the truth. And the truth is he's not sustainable on a consistent basis to beat you with his arm. And as the season continues to grow and lengthen, Defensive coordinators start to get savvy and smart, and they're going to start keeping them in the pocket with wide nine technique rushes by the defensive ends, and they're going to start gap exchanging things with linebackers, and they're going to start keeping them in the pocket. And then he's going to have to start throwing. So that is what we don't understand um, as far as these people out here that don't understand football. So... Um, Hey, Steve, can you drop the link again for Hector's show? Um, um, we're going to put that right in the chat so you can follow Hector's show. It's going to come on right after this one. So follow him on his show. Subscribe. Become a member to his show as well. Um, Coach, so, I, I got I to gotta bounce. I got to get ready for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. go get ready. Make show. sure the chat's right there. It's in the link. Make sure you hit it right there and go follow him right after this show. I appreciate you, Hector. I'll see you later today. Appreciate it, Coach. Um, peace. Um, so go follow that link right there. Uh, it's right here in my, on the screen. It's in the chat, copy and paste it. Go follow him. He does, he does a great job picking all his bets and stuff like that. So make sure you follow Hector. Um, 
Listen, man, make sure you pound that like button, subscribe. Let's get 300 likes in here. We got 400 people. Get 340, 50, 50 likes. A um, lot of good football, man. I wanted to jump on here and just address last night's game with Matt this morning as we did. We broke down that last play. I think it's a lot more than what meets the eye. I think Russell Wilson is not just the only problem. I think they have a lot of issues. Starts at the top. Their head coach is bad. Uh, I believe it same way with the Colts. I think the Colts have a bad situation going there as well. Two teams I picked to win, um, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? Rob Turner, shut the fuck up. Who are you, motherfucker? Get your troll ass up out of my fucking show. I can't stand bitch-made cats. You're not relevant, homie. Do you understand you are not relevant human? You're not a relevant human. Oh, you shouldn't have blocked them. I would have left that motherfucker unblocked. Um, but anyway, let's get to um, this afternoon show. Trent Richardson joins me live. Um, I also have a few other guests joining me. Make sure you follow. Hit it in. Like it. Come in. 1 p.m. Pacific right here. Same channel. Same page. Um, join me live as the great Trent Richardson will join me. We're going to talk all things. And then Brandon Lang joins me at the end of the show, and we're going to get all his picks for the NFL and college football this weekend, plus my can't-miss pick of the week. And uh, we're going to break down Kansas TCU. going to be a great one. UCLA, Utah. And uh, we're going to get into a lot of these critical games. So, Subscribe, like, and become a member today. Head on over to CoachJBStore.com. Get you some gear right there. And uh, don't miss it. CoachJBStore.com. Drop it. Um, hey, man. Much love, Ty. All you guys, if you're not a member, become one. Because, like I said, we're going to be going members only very soon. But right now, it's only $1.99. Better become one and uh, not be one. And you know what that means? Don't be a slapdick. Become a member. Hey, I appreciate you guys, man. I'll see you later on today at 1 o'clock. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. Get out of here. Peace. I'm a chameleon, they call me, man. Yeah. I can go in and walk into any any type of uh, any home, any background, walk down any street in, in the country, in my opinion. And I think that real recognizes real. It's a new, new venture to have. Yeah. The Coach JV Show uh, with the fabulous Coach Sarah Blake. I am ready to do some content. Coach JV Show. Give it to you straight. No chaser. Sarah Blake.